At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is All Angles, VEASAN's football betting podcast. Here is Matt Brown. Hello, and welcome to episode number one of All Angles Football Betting Podcast here on the VEASAN Sports Betting Podcast Network. My name is Matt Brown. I will be guiding you through this NFL season and hopefully many NFL seasons to come as we try to put together another profitable season, another profitable year. Had a pretty good run at it the last couple of years, so hopefully we can continue that as we head into the 2023 NFL season. This is episode number one. We coming to you three different times a week as we get going in the NFL season. We'll have standalone podcasts for Thursday night football, for Monday night football, and then we'll just have a full-on week preview for all the games that are slated for the Sunday, uh, big Sunday slate. So we'll be going through all of those game-by-game breakdowns analysis. Not going to have bets on every single game, obviously. And uh, that said, we will try to talk through you know, the pros, the cons, what's going on with these different teams, at least give you all the information that is available for all of these teams as we head into these games. And then maybe that'll shape some of your bets or some of your biases that you already had as we're heading into that week in the NFL season. So sit back, relax, and let's, uh, let's get to this. Going to start off episode one here with just the bets that I have in my account, preseason bets. These are season long future bets. And this is just for something that we can either track along the way, or if you want to go ahead and tail on these, the only problem is, is as you all know, these numbers have been out forever, right? And so a lot of this stuff has changed. That being said, I'll let you know whether I think that they're still bettable or at the current price or not. The Let's start with some of these divisional bets. And the one that I say I would still bet today that I have in my account is the Jags to win 
the AFC South. Now, the Jags to win the AFC South, if you look at this, in my opinion, we're talking about two different teams here, and that's it. Two teams have a chance to win this. The Colts, no chance. Texans, no chance. So we're getting basically heads up between the Jags and the uh, Titans in this thing. And listen, the Titans are in a position in which if things fall off the rails early on for this team, we might see them punt midway through the season. I mean, they need to build this thing up, I would imagine, by tearing it down. And if you look, they have no money that they are owed, that they owe Ryan Tannehill past this season. So going to one of their young quarterbacks, be that either Malik Willis or Will Levis, makes a lot of sense towards the end of the season if this is, you know, if, if they're not going to make the playoffs anywhere, if they're or if it's a very long shot for them to make the playoffs. It also makes a lot of sense for them to maybe move some of these declining assets and see what they can get back in return. And I, that typically means Derrick Henry, right? I mean, what can you get for Derrick Henry if the trade deadline rolls around and you're not in it anymore? And so I honestly think that this is the the most confident I am in any of the divisions, which is the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. And so what we have with the Jags is the price is sitting over at DraftKings right now at minus 155. That's about a 61% whenever we convert it over for them to win this division. And so I actually think so long as we run on the right side of variance when it comes to health, and really that just means tra- uh, that really just means Travis, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, um, I think we're looking at them winning this thing, you know, eight out of 10 times. And if that's the case, then 155 is a good bet. Minus 155 is a good bet. I would still make that bet on Jacksonville to win the AFC South. I have the Seahawks to win the NFC West and they are not the favorites. As you know, the favorites to win the NFC West is the 49ers minus 190. It's plus 230 right now on the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks didn't have a lot of love at the very beginning of the summer when all these odds came out. I actually got double what this number is right now at 230. I got 460. But let's go ahead and talk about where it's at right now at 230. You have, as of this recording, as of this recording, no Nick Bosa for the 49ers. He wants a new contract. Apparently, they're not close, and apparently, he's willing to sit out. Then you have Brock Purdy coming off a major injury. You've already traded away Trey Lance, and your backup now is Sam Darnold. I understand that this is a loaded roster, but your best player on the entire team is not going to be out there, at least to start the year. And you have Brock Purdy at the most important position in all of sports at quarterback. Brock Purdy last year, I think, ran way above expectation. If you look, a lot of turnover-worthy plays that didn't turn that didn't equal turnovers. If you also look, this is a guy that wasn't even supposed to make the team. So these defensive coordinators and defenses and stuff weren't prepared for Brock Purdy. I can promise you that's not going to be the case this year. They're going to be ready for Brock Purdy when he steps on that field. So whenever you take a look at it like that, at the most important position in all of sports, your best player is not going to be out there, at least to start the season. Can the Seahawks win this thing with what they did last year on the offensive side of the ball, now with an additional weapon even better with Jackson Smith and Jigba? should make things easier and make life easier on DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett along the way. 
you had two very young tackles last year that didn't actually play all that bad for Seattle, but now a second year in when we typically see offensive linemen really take a step forward. Third year is when they really take a leap, but they take a step forward in year two. You go out, you draft Witherspoon on the defensive side of the ball. And by the way, awesome, awesome drafting on the defensive side of the ball for the last couple of years for the Seahawks team. It's no Legion of Boom, but they're going to have a good defense. And this also, like we're talking about with the AFC South, this is a two-team race. Cardinals are going to be the worst team in the NFL. They've already tipped their hand. They want to be the worst. They should be, by the way. They're doing the right thing. They should be the worst team in the NFL. They, they, they're doing the right thing. They have a very unique position where if the Texans are bad too, the Cardinals could have the number one and number two overall pick in the draft. So they're doing the right thing. And then the Rams are another team that, in theory, if things go off the rails, they could start to sell some of their guys too. Look, they sold out to win a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl. They got what they tried to do. But when you do that, you leave the cupboard pretty bare. And that's kind of where they sit right now with the Rams. Aaron Donald's already said that he'd really like to play for a contender. And there were rumblings even this offseason that maybe some of these guys could get moved. So it's Niners and Seahawks, in my opinion. And give me the team that has a quarterback that I can't believe I'm saying this, but in Geno Smith, that I actually believe in more. I don't think the price dictates how close they are to the 49ers team, which is why I think the Seahawks are a bet there in the NFC West. Speaking of the Cardinals being the worst team, I also have them with the fewest wins in the NFL. I have them under the win total open at five and a half, which was just absurd. But if you want to just kind of bet them on being the worst team, you can bet them having the fewest wins in the NFL. There's probably, I think there's still a couple of four and a halves out there. I would still bet the under on the four and a half. Three and a half is a little dicey, but they're going to be terrible. Another division bet I made is the NFC North, and I went ahead and I played the Vikings. And, and listen, there's a lot of stuff that people are talking about with this Vikings team about all of those, all of those close wins, all those one-score games. And, and yes, they did. They ran on the right side of variance for sure. But they won 13 games. And if they don't win some of those games that they won last year, say they don't win two of them, it's still an 11-win team. You don't think 11 wins can win the NFC North? I know everyone loves the Lions. I get it. No Jamison Williams for the first six games of the year. The defense is still going to be a problem for them. And last time I te- checked, Jared Goff is still the quarterback. Now, I know he played better last year. We have one year sample size to go along to, of good play to go along with several years of terrible play that we saw before that. I'm not convinced. And here's the thing. The Vikings are just boring. Nobody wants to play the Vikings because they're boring. People want to say the Packers. People want to say the Bears. People think Kirk Cousins sucks. Kirk Cousins is just, Kirk Cousins is just who he is. He's probably like the ninth or 10th best quarterback in the NFL. And guess what? That's still a pretty good place to be. There's an addition by subtraction on the offensive side of the ball. You trade Thielen for Jordan Addison. That is awesome. 
It's a big upgrade. You have a full season of TJ Hawkinson. Remember, he was he, they traded for him last year. He wasn't even there all season long. And Alexander Madison was one of the best, if not the best, backup running backs in the entire league. The defense is leaves a little bit to be desired, but guess what? So does every defense in this entire division. Packers probably have the best one, and they don't even have a good defense. So give me Kirk Cousins, the boring but proven quarterback in this division, nearly 3-1 to one on the Vikings to win the NFC North. I think that price is crazy. I have the Eagles to win the NFC East. I don't care that the price isn't sexy. They're the best team in the NFL, in my personal opinion. They're the most loaded roster without a question. Now that you can't question. Both sides of the ball, just studs everywhere. I know the Cowboys are a threat. I actually think the Cowboys are probably the second best team in the NFC. But I don't think it's good enough to beat the Eagles. I would be looking, if I wanted some action on the Cowboys, I'd be looking at the Cowboys from a win total perspective. Because I think the Cowboys could get over their win total and still not win this division. I think the Cowboys could win 12 games and still not win this division. But give me the Eagles to win this thing. I took I took their over when it opened at 10.5 as well. It's up to 11.5. I probably wouldn't go there, but I took the over on that. I actually took the over on the Cowboys at 9.5. It's up to 10.5, and, and I still think I'd probably play the over on 10.5 if I had a choice. I've seen some flat 10s out there, and I think you're pushing at best on that. I mean, at worst. Worst case scenario, you're pushing on that. This Cowboys team's pretty loaded whenever you look at it. Both sides of the ball, very, very talented. And I think all of this stuff about Mike McCarthy not wanting to throw the ball as much, I think is just a little bit blown out of proportion. He's not an idiot. He's going to look around. He's going to see what he's got in that room. He's going to understand Tony Pollard is not meant to be a guy that just, you know, you're running the wheels off of. Plus, why wouldn't you? You went and, you went and got Brandon Cooks. You've got CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup's healthy now. Why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you throw the ball more? So I think all this stuff about them, you know, I, I do think he wants to run it a little bit more, a little bit more. With Zeke out of town, though, I mean, it just, it doesn't lend, I don't think, when it's all said and done, to them being a run-heavy team. I think what we are going to see is a pretty balanced team. I think we're going to see a a pretty balanced approach that is that is shifting towards as the season progresses to passing the ball more. So I have I think this Cowboys team, and I'm not even kidding, I think the best two teams in the NFC are in the same division. The Cowboys are going to definitely be a problem for a lot of people this year. As far as other win totals, I took the under on the 49ers. That's already dropped a game. I already told you I'm pretty bearish on on this team comparatively. 
still think you're probably a playoff team, but like comparatively to what everyone thinks that they're going to do. I took CD Lamb over 1,099 and a half receiving yards. And this kind of goes back to me saying what I was saying about this Cowboys team. Like, I think this Cowboys team is good. I think that Dak Prescott, while it, it, listen, I, I know he's a guy that's been hurt a ton, no matter no matter what it is, leg injury, arm injury, whatever it might be with him. But when he's been in there, he's been pretty good. And I think if anything, the addition of Brandon Cooks and just having to at least account for him kind of taking the top off of a defense. And then of course, Gallup being a year removed from the injury and being able to be a little more healthy out there, I think can only help CD lamb 1100 yards. He could get there. Even if he had to miss a couple of games as well. I think there's a lot of outs to get this thing to the over. So it took CD lamb over 10 99 and a half yards as well. The final bet that I have in the account for the preseason, I took Pete Carroll, coach of the year. And if we look at coach of the year, it is typically a coach that takes a team and then takes the team kind of to that next step, to that next level. So you look around and you can eliminate a lot of coaches right off the top because at the end of the day, they'd basically have to go 16 and one or 17 and 0 to even be considered. So, like, you look, take any of the Super Bowl favorites, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Eagles, Niners, any of those teams. Nobody's getting coach of the year. Unless they go 16-1 or 17-0. Because the writers are going to look and say, well, they should have done this anyway. That's what this team was supposed to do anyway. They were supposed to be awesome. They were supposed to be good. The credit is not going to go to the coach. The credit is going to go to the personnel. But you look at Seattle, and it's Geno Smith at quarterback, right? If you look on the defensive side of the ball, like I said, I really like what they've done on the defensive side of the ball. That said, outside of Bobby Wagner, It's not a, there's no superstars, right? There's no superstars at all. So the defense, like you look at that, nobody's going to like say, oh, well, it was just such a loaded defense. That's not going to be the case. And you look on the offense and yeah, like I said, I think that I think that it's loaded, but they will always look at a young offensive line and Geno Smith being the quarterback. And if this team can win 11 or 12 games, it might take a 12, 12 win season for Pete Carroll to get there. But you knock off the 49ers. If you win the NFC West, you knock off the 49ers, one of the Super Bowl favorites, I might add. The 49ers, by the way, the biggest favorite to win their division in all of the NFL. The minus 190 on the 49ers, is the, they are the biggest favorites to win their division. So there's a, straight, there's a direct line, a straight line to Pete Carroll winning coach of the year. You're knocking off the biggest divisional favorite. You're knocking off one of the biggest Super Bowl favorites. And you're doing so with Geno Smith at quarterback. And one name guy on defense. That's where you're sitting. 
Here's the other deal about Pete Carroll. The number is so long that you really only need Pete Carroll to kind of get down in the conversation with one or two other guys, and then you are going to be able to lock in a profit no matter what. So even if you don't feel super confident that Pete Carroll is going to get there, the number that you get him at is going to be able, as long as he can get himself in the conversation towards the end, then you will you will be able to figure out how to make money no matter what. If anybody has been listening to any of the content I've done at VEASAN, you are well aware that I follow the draft pretty heavily. And so with me following the draft pretty heavily, one of the strategies that I've used over the years is taking some quarterbacks that have a little bit longer number but are pretty respected within kind of this draft net community. Certainly these guys that evaluate players, I do not. I'm not a player evaluator, but I read a ton of guys who are. And some of these dudes that at least are getting a little bit of buzz from some of these evaluators who say, you know what? It's not, it's not crazy to think that the person X, Y, Z could, could, could do something crazy. Now, the short shot to be number one overall in the draft is Caleb Williams for 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 good reason, right? Caleb Williams might end up being one of those kind of, you know, if you could see me right now, air quote, generational talents. But there's, listen, it's a long season. We don't wish injury on anyone, but injuries do happen. Two, we have seen quarterbacks rocket up the draft board before when they weren't necessarily supposed to be considered number one picks. Baker Mayfield came out of nowhere. Joe Burrow came out of nowhere. So there's also the fact that Caleb Williams has said, and now how much truth there is to this, who knows, that he would consider going back to school if whoever was going to draft him wasn't the spot that he wanted to go. Because supposedly he makes close to $10 million a year from his NIL stuff. Is there truth to that? Who knows? But that's at least floated out there as well. So it took three long shots. Quinn Ewers, Michael Penix, and J.J. McCarthy. These are dudes that have, at least somewhere along the way, impressed some of these scouts. They are guys that have at least been mentioned as being able to either be first rounders or play their way into the first round. And of course, just absolutely ridiculous seasons. Who knows? Maybe they get themselves into the conversation for number one overall. Here's the other thing. These are all longer shot dudes. And so if they can get themselves, it's the same thing we just talked about with Pete Carroll, coach of the year. If they can get themselves even in the conversation to go number one overall, then you can figure out a way to make sure they make money. I did this last year with a couple of different quarterbacks. I had a 40 to one on Will Levis to go number one overall. Well, as soon as all that buzz started coming around that he might actually go number one and you started getting plus money on all these other dudes, I locked in. You, you just are able to lock in making money no matter what. So we just need one of those guys to play good enough to like get themselves into the conversation and then we're going to be able to make a profit this year on this. I kind of wish when it was all, you know, whenever I was putting these things in, I kind of wish that I had gotten a piece of a couple of these other guys that might be able to play their way in there. I mean, listen, Bo Nix is still very 
long. I mean, Bo Nix is still 50 to one to go number one overall. So there's at least, you know, that was a guy that if you wanted to get another piece of a, of a super long shot guy, he's in there. But it's, uh, it's an interesting market. It should be Caleb Williams, but listen, stranger things have happened. So it's just getting a piece of super long guys and then, and then wishing for the best. And it'll probably be Caleb Williams, but if, if not, if one of these other dudes can at least get heads up with him as far as who's going to go number one overall, then we can make some money no matter what. So that's kind of the strategy behind all that. You can go that route if you want to. If not, I totally understand. It's not for everyone. But those are my preseason bets. I don't think I have any other ones. If I do, I'll certainly put them on the Twitter machine. And uh, guys, if you hadn't already, if you're just finding this, really do appreciate you hitting the pause button, going down, hitting the subscribe. And uh, maybe in a little five-star review, if you want to leave a comment as well, that would be great. But we are going to, uh, me and, you know, I have a couple friends on here throughout the course of the season as well. That won't be just me talking in the mic the whole time. But we're going to look, you know, deep dive into these Thursday night football games, these Monday night football games, and then, of course, just get through the the games on the Sunday slate that if we think there's an edge on any of these things. We'll talk a little contest strategy along the way as well. Survivor picks, all that stuff. Prop bets, we're going to do it all. I appreciate you being along for the ride. And then, uh, guess what? We got real football coming Thursday. Looking forward to it. Thanks for the uh, support. Hit that subscribe button. See you guys on Thursday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.